Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. There's a, a lot of talk online, both on Twitter, uh, Facebook and everywhere, about an Irish company which is launching a new platform to help businesses quickly react to COVID-19 outbreaks as they occur. Health Passport Ireland has created a portal where staff members' uh, COVID-19 health status can be uh, accessed, validated and rapidly updated by doctors. And The portal has been designed for use with all the official COVID-19 testing types and has been future-proofed for te- future testing methods, including rapid antigen tests, uh, which can uh, offer results within 15 minutes and we actually did get them from Key Diagnostics a while ago by the way those antigen tests and they work quite well Uh, the company has also launched a trial of of the technology which hopes will allow businesses to remain open while kept safe now there's more to that if you watch the video and I'm going to speak to the CEO, Robert Quirk, in a second. But before I do that, let me just have a quick, just just a snippet. There's a video online on YouTube, or you can go to their website, by the way, if you want to have a look at the video there too. But just a snippet of it, which I think is what concerns a lot of people. And I'll talk to Robert about the concerns in a second. Your COVID-19 status will efficiently display as green, amber or red, dependent on your test results. This allows us to go about our daily activities in a safer way. We can all use Health Passport Ireland in many ways such as travel, hospitality, education, healthcare, construction, offices, entertainment, visits, and much, much more. Naturally, the validity of your COVID-19 test will expire over time, so an automatic reminder will be sent when it's time to be tested again. Your status will move to amber when your test period has expired. Health Passport Ireland does not use Bluetooth or track your location. This preserves your privacy. The systems can work in harmony with existing government contact tracing apps. When a vaccine becomes available, your official vaccination status can also be displayed within your health passport. You can even keep a diary of your international travel and events you have attended. Health Passport Ireland can be linked to existing secure medical systems if required. For example, at your GP or hospital. Okay, so we leave it at that. There's loads more to the video. There's loads of other bits and pieces that explain it at the start. But on the line is Robert Quirk, who's the CEO and the president of uh, Roku, uh, who are the group who have designed this particular app and this particular system, which is currently, by the way, being tested in trial at Tally University Hospital, uh, Oak Lodge Nursing Home, Emerald Freight, Kills Farm, Home Music Festival, and a crash base in County Meath. Good afternoon to you, Robert. Hi, good afternoon, Niall. How are you? It, it sounds like a really interesting idea, to get us out of the situation that we're possibly in at the moment where we're all, all our lives are restricted. But the other, the argument against it, and, I, and there's a lot of negativity about it, Robert, and you can maybe uh, tell us why you believe this negativity exists, where people saying that, hold on for a second, you know, are we going back to World War II here where, you know, we have to provide something or some sort of validity to enter a football match or to enter a restaurant or to go on a holiday or where people feel that there's too much control by the state or by any organisation. Is that a fair argument? I think it's totally fair. I mean, nobody wants to wear a mask, you know, nobody wants to be tested and probed for COVID-19. I I think it's totally fair that people have that opinion, um, and I I wouldn't argue that at all. I mean, nobody saw this pandemic coming worldwide and affecting all of our lives so deeply uh, at every level, you know, personally and and professionally. So so I I can understand. They feel their kind of liberty is being taken away a little bit. You know what I mean? I mean, don't get me wrong. I think the concept... On the, uh, on the whole design of it actually looks quite quite good as well on, yeah, you know, so I, on the like, video. But maybe, maybe could you explain to me exactly how it works? Explain to the listeners how this works. Well, well, going back to the liberty thing, you see, that's a really interesting point. And it's good to sort of have a little stop there because um, the liberty's already been taken away. 
you know, we can't go down to the pub. We can't go visit our family in the nursing home. You know, we can't go on holidays. So the liberties actually are being taken away. So I think it's very important that we all understand that this a platform like is built specifically to put the power back in the people's hands. But, so but, but in saying, when you say the liberties being taken, that's well and good. I'm not disagreeing with you. But a lot of people disagree with those liberties being taken, depending, I suppose, on what we're dealing with. And, you know, as evidence comes forward, there's different views and different opinions by different experts on what we should and shouldn't be doing when it comes to restrictions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are many experts who don't agree with lockdowns, who don't agree with the restrictions that we're putting in and believe there's no scientific evidence to say that they make any difference. There's others this, that say they but do. But this is where we are. But this is the world we're living in today. So we have a choice to sit back and do nothing or come up with a solution which is going to allow us to say, do you know what? I don't have COVID-19. I'm no risk to anybody around me. So I want to go down to the pub. I want to go to, to watch the game. I want to go on holidays. And this is what a solution like this can, can deliver. Okay, and well, let's, let's, let's talk today. about the solution, Robert. Okay, so so th- who can, did you come up with this idea yourself or is it, you know, or, or is there many people in the desi- involved in the design of this or what? Yes, yeah, I mean, this the platform's been in development for about six months and there's a team of 25 people involved. Um, this, the entire system is built and engineered in Ireland completely. Um, is there, and, is there government know, funding involved in that, by the way? No, no, absolutely zero. Because I know uh, there was a mention online in an article that the company was funded before, but that was in relation to PPE equipment, was it? Uh, correct. So there's no. zero. This is in no way connected to government funding. It's a private philanthropic enterprise to try and get Ireland back together, back on its feet again, to keep businesses open, to keep people in their jobs. It's as simple as that. It's a private uh, funded program. There's no revenue coming in and it's being supplied to businesses uh, across the country, uh, uh, including the testing services, for free. So this is this is this is not in any way uh, sort of a. But but, but are you, you know. would you be interested? Say for example, I know you're testing at Antalya University Hospital, which is obviously state run. Um, so are the state interested? Have you spoken to the Minister for Health? Have you talked to the Department of Health, the HSC? Are they interested in this, or have they had an interest in it? So looking at the technology, it offers incredible usage scenarios today. So I'll give you an example. If you if you want to go for surgery and you live in Clare and your surgery is in Dublin, you have to get in your car or somebody has to drive you. You have to drive from Clare up to Dublin, go to the hospital, uh, wait around the hospital, do your test. Uh, so somebody has to look after there. Then you drive home, back in your car, back to Clare. You wait around for a few days for your test results to arrive. That could be positive or negative. Uh, and then once those test results arrived, they say, yeah, well, actually, you're, you're okay and you can go for surgery now. So you hop back in the car again, you drive back up to Dublin, and, and that is putting extra strain on the hospitals uh, and uh, care systems. I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with that, but, the point, but mm-hmm. you, you're doing an antigen test, obviously, is it? No, the, the test is um, agnostic. So okay. the platform is, so we work with any type of test. What we're committed to doing is, one, meeting this virus head-on by doing more testing and more screening. And number two is that we'll bring the best possible test solutions to Ireland, uh, which are currently in use in the world. Okay, so, so example, there, there is yeah. antigen tests available that we'll do in five minutes, but obviously their accuracy is a little bit less. I think it's 97% or something like that. But in, in relation to, say, this particular... So you, just to get it straight for people, you would like people, if they want the freedom to do these things, to have the app on their phone. The app basically has a circle with your profile picture on it, and the background image is either green, orange, or red. They go for their test. How often would they have to go for a test to keep that green on, on their, their phone? How often would they need to go for a test? As often as they want to. But, 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 but then is that accurate? Because if I get a test today and you say, no, Niall, you don't have COVID, that's great. Your operator puts in, Niall doesn't have COVID. It comes up in my app. My app is now green. I can walk into a restaurant or a bar or whatever it is or an event or get on a plane. And I've green, so I show them, that's it. He's COVID free. But I'm only COVID-free for the moment that you put that up on the phone. I could have met somebody two minutes later the past COVID. Well, well, well your, COVID, your COVID test result is based on a real-time test that you've done. 
So that's, that's the most accurate way of detailing that. And that test isn't done by an operator. That test is done by your GP or, or a medical professional. Okay. So the, me, the medical professional... At that, at that to, moment, I'm COVID-free. Exactly. But, but so, and, how, and, so and how often would I need to get a test done? But what's the alternative to that? But Not the, knowing. But how, how reassuring is it to know that you can walk into a hotel as a guest... But you're missing and the point which, I'm trying to make. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying. I mean, Robert, I'm all for ideas that help us get back to a level of normality, right? But the point I'm making is, at that moment in time when that GP does that test and I'm tested negative, right? I get me green light and I get me green thing on the on your app, right? But you're saying the not knowing. Twenty minutes later, when I've gone into a bar or a restaurant or I've gone to work and I've come home again, I don't know whether I have it again. I could have met somebody else. But you might not. So, for example, if you were asymptomatic and you had no symptoms, you could be spreading the virus today. And the only way to know if you have COVID-19 or not is by being tested. And by being tested, you know a lot more than you did 10 or 15 minutes ago when the test is complete. So, for example, if you want to get on a plane today and fly to Dubai or fly anywhere, you have to have a COVID-19 test. That's, that's, that's the law today. Yeah. So if you, want to, if you want to get on to Emirates flight today, you need to be tested. You need to be tested within 72 hours of departure. If you want to go for surgery today, you have to have a COVID nineteen test, whether you want to or not, um, to ensure that the protection of frontline staff. So, so it's you know. Okay, so, so from that point of view, I, I absolutely see the benefits of it, right? But then it would have to be um, universally accepted. So I, I'm assuming that's what you'd like to see. It you'd like to see this particular app, similar to the app we have. And I know that you said that this integrates with the official HSE app as well. It mentions on your website that it, it can be integrated into the official HSE website it, in relation to tracking yeah, and tracing. Okay. Yeah, we, we, privacy is very important. So we, okay, we're not obviously. interested in tracking or tracing people at all. It's, absolutely. It's the, use okay. the minimum amount of data required to do a service. Okay, but in relation to the app itself, you would like to see it being universally accepted or something that would be accepted as a passport to allow events to take place again or to allow us to travel further again or, you know, and, and not just to the green list of countries, etc., etc. So then it would have to be universally accepted. So go back to my original question, which I don't think you answered for me. Have you spoken to the HSC about it? Have you talked to the Department of Health? Has Stephen Donnelly had a meeting with you? Are they interested in it? Is this something they would like to see going forward? Is there, is there an interest in it? The HSC is monitoring the pilot rollout and to, to you know, stress that technology and make sure that the, everything is fully compliant and is performing as it should. So it's, they are reviewing the, the pilot. Um, this is know, in program. Tala Hospital. Um, it's been, yeah. When you say it's been trialled in Tala Hospital, is it, is it like 10 doctors and nurses or is it, is it a lot of doctor healthcare workers? Is it, how many people are using the no, it's, it's, The, the platform is being trialled on a very, very limited basis. So it will be used for patients who are coming for elective surgery and who would have the option to, uh, you know, opt in to use the system so that instead of going to the hospital twice and making two Okay, but is it the staff? Because it does say on on your site here that it's being used, uh, or the trial is underway currently in a number of businesses, including Tala Hospital University, or University Hospital, which indicates that they're not patients, which are members of the public, that it's staff. Are are staff using it in Tala Hospital? Uh, Staff and patients will use it, yeah. Okay, no, no, currently at the moment, when on the trial? Uh, in 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 the trial, yes. Patients and staff will use it. Okay, so there's, there's currently staff in Tala Hospital you, on this trial at the moment. The trial is being rolled out, so um, there's, a, there's a group is of that people... That, Robert, I'm, I'm not being smart, but that's a yes or yeah. no answer. Is, is there staff in Tala University Hospital currently using this app on a trial? Yes. Okay, that's, that's all I wanted to know. Okay, so from that point of view, then the, the Department of, of Health would have to know about it. They would have to be aware of that. Of course, and I said that. So as yeah. you know, the, the trial is being monitored by the HSE, and it's, it's, um, this is in no way a state program. It's a private you know, funded enterprise at no cost to the state and at no cost to people. Um, so that the entire purpose here is to allow businesses to, to remain open mm-hmm. to, prevent, to prevent clusters from happening, because what's happening today is that companies are being shut down. They have to close down for a week or 10 days, and that happens once 
you might get away with it, but it happens two, three, four times over the next couple of years, then you know, more and more businesses are going to, going to close. Absolutely. And, and, and by the way, I happen. can see the benefit of it. And by the way, if anybody has seen the movie Contagion, I hate to go down that route, but if you've seen the movie Contagion, the end result was that people had, before the vaccine came out, people had to have this kind of card to show that they were COVID for, or that, that it was a different virus, obviously, free before they could go places. Uh, I know that was the, of the, of the, the movies, obviously, at the extreme, but it certainly made it easier for like So in, in, Italy today, in Italy today, when you're tested for COVID, you're given a, a little bracelet. And that's their solution. When you land into, into Ireland today, you have to fill in a piece of paper, right? The, these solutions are not sustainable and not realistic to you know, solve a global problem like this. Filling in scraps of paper when you land into an airport in Ireland, it's just not realistic. And it's not a way to... No, it's not. And I, I don't know Leo Radker has spoken about that over the last few days, that we need to start doing testing in airports as well, which most of the European countries are doing, and we're not for some strange... Correct, reason. and we're, su- we're too far behind, and we need to catch up with that. And, for example, in Frankfurt, there's a company doing 150,000 tests for people at the airport, which well, means... Okay, there's the, next, can, there's the next yeah. problem, Robert. Okay, so currently our testing, you've just heard of the news there a few minutes ago, for example, uh-huh. that we have, uh, they've abandoned testing meat factories for the next week because we're testing so many people in the community so we don't have the facilities to test more and more. Now, I know we were shipping them off to Germany for a while. I mean, is it possible that if everybody adopted this app or wanted to adopt this app at some point, that we would have enough facilities to test everybody with an accurate PCR test? We, we can test every man, woman and child in the country over the course of a week or two. It's there. So you we could test five million people? Correct. And where, how do you think you could do that? Because GPs seem to be already stressed out. The government, have, it's now seven months into this, and they still don't seem to be capable of getting test results back in a reasonable amount of time. So how because do you think you can do it as a private company? You look back and you look at, so first of all, we're, we're not delivering testing. So you know, testing is provided by medical professionals. But what has to happen is a common approach. We need to unite and come together and put a viable solution on the table to make that happen. There is uh, equipment available. There's tests available. There are labs available. It can be done. But at the moment, the response to this is too segmented and too broken up. And we have to come together to unite and work okay. together with a common approach to, to, and to, to solve this problem. Okay, and who's, who, like, if... You know, again, this is adopted and it becomes somewhat universal or, or we believe that it's a good idea. Who's going to pay for the testing? Are, are your company paying for them? It, would the HSE have to be involved whereby they would pay for them? Because obviously a lot of people are on medical cards, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, and what's the end game for you, Robert, as CEO of the company and president of Roku? How do you make money out of it? So we, we've committed to testing 50,000 people um, over the coming months, over the next 12 weeks. And we've paid for those tests privately. Um, so we don't know of any other organisation in Ireland who's you know helping to you know eradicate the virus as much as we are by by contributing you know both financially and operationally to to stop the continued spread of this thing. So we're paying for that, and um, we we haven't received asked or would ever ask for any type of grant or any type of uh, support from from any government agency to, to do that. What we want to do is keep those businesses open. They're closing today because people are being uh, tested positive. At a, a too late a stage, but right now there's no safety net. So by putting in the safety net a bit earlier, you said, you know what? Unfortunately, you know John has tested positive today. That's terrible. But but you know the other 90 of our staff have tested negative, so they can keep going, and we don't need to close. And okay, that's the so, point we have to get. To. Okay, so let, let's say you know there's a universal adoption of the of, of the app, and let's say John or Mary doesn't want to use it, or maybe they don't have a, a phone. They have to obviously get paperwork rather than having a phone if they don't have a, a smartphone. But let's say they just don't want to use it. Does that mean then? If there's some sort of universal adaption of this particular app that they would be limited in where they could go, they can't go away on holidays, they can't go to an event, they can't go into the local restaurant because all of a sudden restaurants, events all take this up on board and we use it as some sort of, 
I suppose, key or a passport, as you put it, uh, to getting into events. Does that sound fair on those people who don't want to use the app? Nobody has to use any type of app if they don't want to, and nobody has to be tested if they don't want to. So it's as simple as that. This is a solution who, for people who. But you, but you would like, but you would like the government to take this on board and, and obviously adopt it as part of the, the COVID nineteen strategy. I'm assuming that's the end game, Robert, isn't it? Well, to answer your first question, if someone doesn't want to use the app, they don't have to. It's as simple as that. And but, but they would they but, be but restricted the in what today, they could do no, if they don't Niall, use it. But Niall, the reality is today that you know you can't go to a game, you can't get on a plane. You can't do any of those things. So, so what we're trying to do is make it so you can. So right now you can't get onto a plane because everyone's scared that it might be spreading COVID around. But if you can prove that these people don't have COVID and are not at risk of spreading the virus further, then what's holding us back? Let's get back to business. Let's go. Why, so well, for, why, why do you think Why do you think there is the negativity? And, and I've looked, uh, by the way, at your YouTube channel and what have you, uh, and generally on Twitter as well. Why do you think there's a negative? And I'll be honest with you, when I saw it first, my attitude was quite negative towards it, okay? And, and I'm, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it, and that's why we're having this conversation today. But why do you think there's a negativity around it? Why do you think people are, do you think people are fearful of, you know, something that's, you know, is monitoring them on a regular basis? What, what, what is the negativity here? Why did you believe, when we're, as you rightly say, we're in the middle of a pandemic and we need to look at options. Why do you believe there's a negativity towards the app? Well, just to, just there, we don't monitor. There's no monitoring involved. You know that that's no tracking or tracing. Just to clear that up, so yeah. it doesn't it doesn't do that, right? So, it, you know that that's not part of what we do and not part of the project. But I, I understand why people are are annoyed, and I understand why people are getting angry. It's because there doesn't seem to be any solutions coming forward, and people are getting annoyed with having to wear a mask, and they can't go to work, and un- unemployment's up at twenty percent, or it was, and you know. So I can totally no, understand. no, I know, I know they're annoyed, and I can understand why everybody understands why people are annoyed with restrictions yeah. and lockdowns and all sorts of you know losing their jobs, etc., etc. But why do you think people are annoyed, per se, with the idea of having to use an app, for example, to get into a football game, or having it, to I, use an app I, to, to go on holidays, or get, or get into a football match, or whatever, or a, a restaurant, or whatever it happens to be? We, we, met, we met with a lot of people who, you know, would be of that mindset, and it's nothing to do with the app. It's just, a, it's just to do with COVID-19, and I think the problem stems a bit earlier, where a lot of people don't believe that there is a virus, and then if you know, and then you take another. Well, I think, I think a lot of there are some people, but they're crazy people. I, there are some people who do who don't believe there's a virus, but there's also other people out there who believe there is a virus, and we're just overreacting to it, which is a slightly different argument. Well, I, th- I think some of the conspiracy theorists would say that you know the virus was invented by somebody well, to make they're, money or to control, right? They're, they're but they're <laughs> well, look, but you, look, I wouldn't say that to anybody. But I, I would, I would, I actually would love to sit down with those people and say, look, here's where we are. This is where we are today. We can't go about our daily lives. You know, we can't do that. And if, if you have an opinion about, you know, Bill Gates or whoever, you know, no, I... but I'm, what I'm saying to you is that, you know, some people might have that feeling. But but, but the thing is that Which, just, what you're doing, what you're doing is you're playing down the debate here, right? Forget about Bill Gates and George Soros mm-hmm. and all the other nutty stuff that's been put online with people with tinfoil hats on their heads, right? Everybody knows that's not the case. We know there's a genuine virus out there. We know genuinely people have died. Most of those are in vulnerable groups. And we're, we're all mm-hmm. very much aware of that. The debate that's been happening is around whether the restrictions or lockdowns, only yesterday in the New York Post, they said lockdowns were a grave mistake. Uh, the head of SAGE recently said that uh, lockdowns and restrictions will be looked at in the future as a monumental mistake. So what we're talking about and what the debate is about is 
um, I suppose the proportionality as to the actions that we're taking against COVID nineteen. Mm. So, 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 so we're, some we're people would say that this is not proportional. Yeah. Well, well, I agree. Look, you know, if like we we have a, a very restricted travel list, and you know that's the government's decision to make that happen. But if you you know if you travel to Spain or Italy, then those those restrictions aren't there. So I would I would agree with that to some degree, and we need mm-hmm. to be responding faster. So what I'm saying is, I don't want lockdown. You don't want a lockdown. Nobody wants a bloody lockdown. But what we have to do is find a way to break out of that. And it's just sitting back and doing nothing and waiting for it to blow over is not a viable option because this virus is going to be here for years. You know, there's no way that a vaccine will be delivered anytime this year or next year. That's all just political talk. And, and is that, that's part of the app as well, that if you do get the vaccine, I've seen the image on the app of the vaccine with the shield on it, that if, the, if a vaccine does become available, which is looking very more unlikely, to be honest with you, day by day, because the Oxford one has just failed now as well. Um, if the vaccine does become available in the near future, that you will also have this shield on your app that'll say you've had the vaccine. Again, the conspiracy theorists are out there saying, well, hold on for a second. Now you're sort of encouraging people to get the vaccine. Otherwise, these things won't be available to them or these lifestyle choices like going to a restaurant, going to an event, going on holidays won't be available to them, which kind of to them feels like mandatory vaccination. And this is playing a part in that. Mm. Well, what I'd say to that is, you know, can we just remove the word COVID from the conversation and replace it with something like measles? So imagine this was the world's first ever measles outbreak, and it happened today for the first time ever. And, you know, we don't know what it is. We're trying to find a cure. We're running around. But because it's a visible disease on your skin, you can identify that. And so, you know, we would be reacting the same way if it was measles. But we have the luxury now in our lives in the Western world not to even think about measles. Do you know why? Because when we're kids, we're vaccinated against it. So measles isn't a part of our daily life. But now this new disease has come around called COVID-19 this new virus, and we have to deal with it. And by producing vaccines and, and you, know, uh, you know, having medical treatment is how we deal with medical problems. And, but the, the app isn't, we're not asking anybody to get vaccinated. That's just, please bear that in mind. For the people who do, the vast majority of the world, the 99.9% of the people who say, yeah, look, for the protection of my own health and protection of my parents and everybody else, I'm going to get the vaccine. Sim- simple as that. Just the same way we get the ma- a measles jab when we're kids. It's okay. no different. And, and, and the final question in relation to it, um, I'm, I have a mixed bag of texts here. I could read them out. Some of them are quite insulting, but some <laughs> sure, of them are quite yeah. complimentary. All right. It's okay. okay but, but in relation to Roku, okay, so where, where does Roku come into this? So where do they make money out of this? I mean, where does the, the money come into it? Because, look, you're not doing it for charity, Robert. I know you're the CEO of a company, so it's not a charity. So how do you guys make money? Is there advertising on the app, or how does that come about? We haven't bridged that gap yet. There's only two ways it can happen. You either advertise on the app, which I think for an app like this would cheapen it, and the other right. way is that you get funding from the state that becomes state-approved. That's the only way, two ways of make, doing this, isn't it? No, there's a third way. Okay, what's the third way? So, for example, um, to cover that off, we would never put any sort of marketing or advertising in an app like that. I mean, we're so no, far cheapen it. beyond that. Exactly. That's, that's not even a discussion. Um, the second thing is that we, we do not want the people to pay for it. So I don't believe that the people should be paying for an app to solve their daily lives. I, we, I don't believe in that. Um, I'll never charge the, the, the public for a service like that. I don't think it's right. Okay. Um, you know, if the state wanted to view this as a viable solution uh, to help us get the planes back in the air and get fans back in the but stand. But that was option one I just said to you then. And so if yeah. it's not advertising, it has to be the state funding us, which means the well, state would have yeah. That would be one option. But um, the, the third option is that... Um, Way, way down the line, um, you know, a, a company would see this as a valuable way to um, keep their business open 
and they, you know, potentially that they would um, support the project in, um, through funding. But, but right now, like honestly, we got we entered this project to help the people and get businesses back open. And I didn't. Ah, actually... yeah, Robert. I, I know. I look, Robert. I take on board that you genuinely care, and I do take that on board. And you know, but yeah. at the end of the day, you're a CEO of a company. You've already got government funding for a different project. Uh, what was it? For, I'm looking at the paper. Fourteen point one million was it in relation to PPE equipment? Was that PPE equipment? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so you know, Roku is in the business of making money too. So you know, we're it's like we have. Well, we to... didn't make. There was no. There was no. Just you say making money, but there was you know. Yeah. Like we we didn't enter this project with a spreadsheet open, trying to count pennies here and there. That we entered this project to say, look, how can we reduce unemployment? How can we get people back in their jobs? And how can we get Ireland back on its feet? And that's the honest answer. So you're asking me how we're going to make money. I haven't even thought about it. I, do, I do, you think, do you think people would be convinced? You know to have an app like that that basically restricts their lives if you don't have it if indeed it was taken on as a, there was a universal approach to this do you think people would take to that or do you think there would be a resistance well it's not going to do that what you just described it's not going to restrict their lives i think the, the, the point is about enabling life it's an enabler okay so you know so you know today if i want to get on a plane unfortunately i have to go and have a covid-19 test and there's no two ways around that and at the moment i'm given a scrap of paper to show somebody uh, you know, and is the, you know that's open for which all. is not even checked up on afterwards, by the way. But exactly, all no, over and, we, and we know that. So, I, you know, I think I understand concerns. Of course, we do. And you know, we're in the modern world where uh, data privacy is king, and we put that at the centre of, of what we're doing here. But but the solutions which are in place today are haphazard, or they're 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 not suitable or not scalable. And we we just have to have a basic platform which is an enabler to get us back flying and get us back in the stands and get us back down the pub so we can, you know, enjoy daily life again. Because at the moment, that's not happening. All right, well, listen, well, listen Robert, you know, I, I think the principle behind it sounds like a good idea. I think there will be resistance to something like this. And I also see the flaws, and I've, I've pointed some of them out to you, that, as I said, I could get the test today, but I could get COVID a half hour later, you know, and, and then the app becomes useless in some sense. So I can see the flaws. I, I can see the principle behind it and why it would be a good idea if it actually worked well. Uh, but good luck in the future with it, and I, and I appreciate you coming on the air today. All right. Thanks, man. Much appreciate it. Right. All right. There you go, Robert Quirk, CEO and president of Roku Group, uh, who have this app. And uh, if you want to go online, it's called the Health Passport. Um, and um, according to Robert, it's being tested by staff in Tala University Hospital. Now, I haven't, we haven't got a statement from Tala University Hospital in relation to that or the HSE uh, to verify that, but I can only take his word. Oakland Nursing Home, Emerald Freight, Kyo's Farm, uh, Home Music Festival, County Mead-based Crash which suggests a crash. Um, and it's basically an app that you have to have on your phone. At the moment, obviously, it's only in, in its early days, or I suppose its infancy, uh, whereby you would have to produce it, I suppose, to get into an event. If it was taken up universally, um, you would have to produce it maybe to get to a match, a football match, or into a, uh, an event, or go to the pub or the restaurant, or get on a plane, or whatever it happens to be, that will prove that you're COVID-free. But I suppose it's only as good as the day you get the test, isn't it, really, to be honest with you? Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.